Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, let's move into other things that are slightly different. We have some figures on mortgage drawdowns this morning to bring you. They have increased, sorry, decreased by 17% in volume and 12% in the value of them in the space of a year. This seems to go against everything we've heard about the property market. So what's going on? Joining me now is Brian Hayes, who is the CEO of the Banking and Payments Federation of Ireland. Good morning to you, Brian. Good morning, Emmett. How are you? Very well indeed. Now, these are these are unusual, uh, almost peculiar figures in terms of the headline, 17% drop. Uh, can you just give us some sense of what might be driving that? Well, I don't think they're that unusual, really. I mean, in a circumstance where interest rates have gone up um, quite you know, aggressively in the last 12 months, and we're still seeing the tailwinds of inflation, all independent economic um, analysts have predicted as we go through this year, that there would be some dulling uh, in the, um, the credit demands, not just on the mortgage side, but also on, say, SME and business lending as well. And that's as it has turned out to be. Uh, when one looks at the, the, the quarterly returns for Q2 of this year, now the standout figure on the drawdown side, as far as we're concerned, is the fact that, you know, still 10,000, just short of 10,000 new mortgages has been written by uh, Irish lenders, be they banks or non-bank lenders, over the course of the quarter. That's short of about €3 billion Euro of new investment. And while it's down on a year-to-year basis, uh, and as we've gone through the year, um, I suppose the big standout figure from that number in Q2 is the fact that first-time buyers represent uh, in excess of 60% of all new mortgages written by uh, banks and non-bank lenders. And that, I think, is a, a sign that first-time buyers are emerging more back into the market. Because I think when you look at last year, Emmett, you saw it was still the post-COVID property hangover. Um, people were back in the market uh, during the course of 2020 and 21. People stood back from the market. So there was a huge amount of activity last year on the buying and selling front. But equally, there was a massive amount of activity on the switching front, largely because people saw the interest rate environment move, they switched their provider, they got better rates elsewhere, they fixed for a longer period of time, they got out ahead of the ECB rate rise. So last year is a base year to compare against um, what was really exceptional. And I think probably we're going back to a more normal lending environment now in a circumstance where interest rates um, are rising. Well, t- taking up your inflation point and your, your point with interest rates, I suppose what's interesting to me, at least on this, is the drawdown is down, uh, uh, but Irish banks have not been passing all the full force of the interest rate increases. I know people listening might might have a hard job absorbing that piece of information, but it is true. So do you think the figures would have gone down even more if the full rigours of those ECB rises ha- had been at play? It's a good point. I mean, broadly speaking, um, 40% of people with mortgages in Ireland have not seen any increase uh, in their cost of mortgages over the past 12 months. Um, now, admittedly, for about another 39% of people, they've seen an increase of up to 20% and another 26% of people over 20%. So for people on trackers, uh, obviously, they follow the ECB rate, but they do come off an eight, nine-year period of in uh, interest rates of about 0.5%. So, um, yeah, I think the point you make is a fair point in that um, what we have seen uh, is that not the full impact of the ECB rate rise has been passed through. Very interesting, if you look at the UK market at the moment, um, it has gone in terms of two-year fixed rates on average. Um, over the last 12 months, it's gone from 2.5% to 6%. 
the equivalent uh, two-year rate uh, in, in Ireland on average, we started out a bit higher on 2.7. Uh, we've gone to somewhere between 3.7 and 4%. We, but we, so, don't, we don't have a Liz Trust though, Brian. <laughs> well, that, thankfully, thankfully. That, that's uh, part of the story um, there. Huh? Um, it, that, that is true. Um, but I think it, it is fair to say there is still significant competition in the market, notwithstanding the loss of Ulster Bank and KBC. Obviously, lenders are conscious of the cost of living pressures that their customers, uh, mortgage customers face. And obviously, they're aware um, that they want to keep their, their mortgage share high. So there is still significant competition. Um, now, whether we see, and I think it's expected that we're going to see another ECB rate rise this week, whether that continues in September, either way, um, we're probably at the top of the the overall ECB rate rise. Uh, and I think the truth is we, we'll probably be at this level for, for quite some time. We are approaching a much more normalized interest rate environment after sure. eight years of the lower for longer interest rate environment. Now, I, I would I would challenge you a little bit on the whole of competition. It's a very concentrated banking market between AIB and Bank of Ireland. Uh, what did you make of the story the other day where the Irish Independent was suggesting the credit union movement might start offering standardised uh, mortgage products to take on the banks and, and your own members? I mean, it, there does seem to be a sense that it's pretty happy days these days for the two big banks, at least. I know we have permanent TSP as well, to be fair. But there is that sense of a duopoly at operation. One, do you accept that? And secondly, do you think the credit unions would have a role to play in changing that landscape? Well, I don't accept it. No, I don't accept it's duopoly. I mean, the uh, permanent TSB, I think, is about 26, 27% of the total market now since the, the, um, the sale of the book from Ulster Bank. It's a very significant player with Bank of Ireland and with AIB, with EBS and Haven. And of course, we've three significant non-bank lenders as well, Avant, Dilusk and Finance Ireland. Um, so, so I think we have seen competition in the market by virtue of the fact that, you know, um, lenders are hungry for business. They're out there looking for new market share. And I think that is reflected in the rates. On, on the question of um, credit unions, I would very much welcome um, more mortgage provision from credit unions in the country. At the moment, it's about 1%, some institutional um, credit unions do offer the facility. Um, the Irish League of Credit Unions are members of BPFI. They are our members, as the banks are members. So we would encourage all our members to advance their products and, and create more competition in the market. Uh, any new entrance, any new player, or any existing player that's extending its offering is good for the market and good for competition. Now, there's lots of different things going on in the mortgage market. As you say, a lot of people have been switching. Do you see that now ending? Has that sort of process gone through? As you said, people got out ahead of the ECB rate rises. Or, or do you still think there'll be a certain level present in the market as people will always look for value and get ahead of any other future rises? Yeah, people need to always look for value and they need to shop around and uh, they need to be conscious that this is a moving market both on the deposit side and equally on the side of uh, new lending. I, I also think that uh, there's going to be a sharp focus by all lenders, particularly when it comes to those uh, mortgage holders for within the retail credit servicing firms who could potentially switch. Uh, traditionally, many of those people are have not really seen an opportunity to switch. There is an opportunity to switch if your mortgage has been restructured and you're out the other side and you're paying for two years there's no reason why, in theory, you shouldn't be able to switch them. I think we will be looking, as we go into the next number of months, about focusing in on that group of people who potentially could switch from retail credit services back to non-bank lenders or indeed uh, to, to, to uh, the pillar banks, 
more generally. So there's always potential to switch. I think Emmett and people need to be aware of the rates they're paying, look for better rates from their own lender or indeed switch if they're not satisfied with that. Now, the, the other problem that's looming is a growing sense that savers are being really badly served by this market. And these lower rates, as you say, that there aren't fully pricing in the ECB numbers. They are being done on the back of savers who are getting really, really low, like like rock bottom stuff. Do, do you see that changing? Are, are these two things going to be linked up a bit more closely? Well, I mean, this isn't really an issue for an industry spokesperson like myself, but I mean, ultimately, it's a matter for each lender to make its own decision on deposit rates. Um, It's based on its own funding model. It's based on its own book. um, And they will make that decision. A balance has to be struck, obviously, between on the one side, the cost of new credit, and the other side, the cost and what they're paying out on deposits on the other. But I mean, we are beginning to see um, week on week, you know, announcements from different lenders about different um, deposit and saving products on one side and also what they are paying to customers on another. And like we did see, you know, in advance of COVID, the the um, household saving rate was about 10%. During COVID, it was 20%. It's probably come back since a bit since, since then. So there's still a significant depository base within the Irish banks. And that's a very good thing because a lot of those deposits are used for mortgage origination. Um, but there's competition between players for those. And I would make the point, you know, in the last eight years, if I had 30 or 40k in a German banks, in a German bank, I was whacked every single month or every year. I was charged for that privilege. No Irish bank ever charged you for that. Um, you had to have a million quid before you, you were charged for that privilege. And in the last eight years, of course, Irish banks had to pay the ECB for the privilege of putting money on deposit in the ECB. Now that's changed. Certainly has, we, yeah. They're, they're, that it's, that it's has changed. And and I think the other side of the deposit uh, equation is, um, you know, as people eat into their deposits and their savings, and there's some evidence from other Eurozone countries that that's happening, um, that could well lead to to further competition as some of those deposits are reduced. We're not seeing that right now. Yeah. So the future so may it, be a European-wide uh, deposit market someday. That that might happen, you know, which will be will be interesting to see um, if that can be facilitated. I have to leave it for now, though. Uh, Brian Hayes, thank you very much. You're the CEO of the of Irish Banking and Payments Federation. Thank you for walking us through those mortgage drawdown figures. Coming up next, we'll be looking at new EU rules on gender pay gap and what it means for employers. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.